You are listening to Everywhere You Are, a podcast produced by the Dawson Women's Ministry. At Dawson, we recognize that women's ministry is not a class or a club you join. Ministry is not confined to the four walls of a church building, and it's not limited by life stages or circumstances. Rather, ministry is living a life of service everywhere you are. This podcast seeks to encourage you everywhere you are, in the laundry room, driving carpool, at work, preparing a meal, or exercising. We believe God calls each of us to be ministers at all times in all places. Welcome to Everywhere You Are. With today's guest, we explore the idea of living water and what that looks like. Welcome to Everywhere You Are. I'm Rachel Langston, and my co-host today is Allison Parker, and our guests today are Kristen Caudill and Lisa Simpson. So, Lisa, we'll get started with you. Where are you today? Uh, Today, I am uh, really just helping take care of my parents and trying to help take care of my um, children who are having some issues with work and school and the things. So I am just, um, I don't know. I'm not focused on myself. I can tell you that. A little bit all over the place, maybe. I'm all over the place. I feel like plates are spinning. How about that? I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Plates are spinning. And you have Mm -hmm. three grown children. Yes, they are grown. They are adults. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. I have a daughter who's... um, a junior in college. She's in nursing school with a big test today. <laughs> and um, I have a daughter who just got married, who is teaching seventh grade, brand wow. new to that world. Needs to vent a lot. And um, I have a son who is a physical therapist in town. Um, and I have a dad who... Um, is going through um, cancer treatments, and so just um, a lot of heavy stuff there. Just being open this morning. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, and I have a wonderful husband. Let me just point that Absolutely. out as well. Of course, who um, is greatly helping with all the spinning plates, and I'm so thankful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, Kristen, where are you today? Um, I am in a good place. I'm busy, but um, I've got three kids. Elizabeth is a freshman in high school, and Brooks, or I'm sorry, I can't skip over my middle. Jack is in fourth grade, and um, Brooks is in kindergarten. And um, Brooks has some special needs, and we just work around that and do our thing, but trying to balance kids that are in three different phases of life is... Yeah, how's Fun. high school going? It's good. It's good. 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 Yeah. So, Can I just yeah. say that I know yeah. you're Elizabeth, and now I know who you uh, are, and I'm just, I just love your Elizabeth. Oh, thank you. I had you. your Elizabeth two years ago on Sunday mornings, and I just love her. And now oh. I see that you're her mom, and that is so <laughs> exciting for me. Thanks. Now I'm awake. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to be connected to people. I mean, that that's what gives me energy, and. Uh, Oh, thank you. I love that, Elizabeth, if you're We love her, too. (laughs) Sorry. I'm also married. I guess I I should throw in there. I'm also (laughs) married to Matt. We live in Vestavia. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. So 
this year on our podcast, we're kind of talking about um, in between places and what it feels like to be between <laughs> not necessarily bad things, but just always busy and having a lot going. We're looking at John 4 and the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. So just kind of to get us started, what resonates with you about that story? Just the concept of uh, living water. That's what I I come back to um, as many times as I've read it and studied it and heard sermons about it. Um, Just the concept of how dry the woman at the well was. She was parched beyond, and and I've been there in my life as well. And the fact that that living water never runs dry. I mean, it's it's more than my human mind can comprehend. Right. Um, I go back to actually um, eighth grade camp <laughs> where I did not hear, it, it was not hearing the story of the woman at the well. It was this, this guy that came to sing at our camp. And the song was, I'm not going to sing it. Um, I've got a river of life flowing <laughs> mm, out of yeah, me. Yeah. Makes limb to walk in the blind to see. Um, and so when I read The Woman at the Well, very rarely do I read it without just he- that's my background track, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just the hope I have when I wake up every morning. It's just that, that living water, whatever has me dry and parched, it's available if I just take a drink. You know, and that that that's what resonates. Yeah. I think the the thirty thousand foot, right. so many right. details in there. But um, and I also feel like it doesn't matter where you are in life if you're having a hard time. I mean, she was not you know what everybody would have thought the ideal woman that Jesus would come to, but he did. And mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that that helps my heart to know that it doesn't matter where I am, mm-hmm. um, that he's always there. Um, I was, Pastor David did a sermon on, used this text, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. Um, and he said something that I don't know that I've ever heard said kind of about the woman. And he was, and he was talking about when Jesus asked her about her husband's and, or her husband, and she said, I don't have one. And um, he said, you know, we assume that she, you know, could have been a prostitute or something like that. You hear that quite often, but it's not, it wouldn't have been unusual if she had been widowed or abandoned or, so he said, just because she had had four husbands didn't, didn't mean that she was this, you know, horrible person. And, um, it just struck me differently to hear Mm -hmm. him say Mm -hmm. that, that she could have just been in a really hard place in her life through no fault of her own. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, I don't know, that sort of makes me look at that story a little differently um, because we all know people who didn't do anything wrong, quote, you know, but they're they're just stuck. And she didn't know she was stuck, but she Mm -hmm. was stuck. I'm going to add in here just um, my thoughts about how Jesus was so intentional to go and seek her out. He went kind of out of his way and out of the normal Um, path that he may have taken to seek her at noon in the middle of the day. And, and he does that for us too. He seeks us when we are maybe trying to 
um, you know, not be the most um, maybe public, I guess is the word. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't morning. It wasn't evening. It was straight noon. And he was sitting there waiting for her and had come a ways to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, turning it to application for us, like when have you been kind of in the place of that woman, like in between something going on in your life? Um, I feel Matt and I um, had a child before um, Elizabeth, and she passed away of the same chromosome abnormality that Brooks has. And so I feel like, yes, that was a hard time, but really fast forward to when I got pregnant with Brooks, um, how angry and sad and uh, that I was to find out that he also was a carrier of this and there have been no other babies in our family or people in our family to live with this diagnosis. And so we just assumed we would be going through the same thing again. And um, I just felt so, um, uh, I don't know, what just like God had forgotten me. You know, like he wasn't there. He wasn't, um, I was falling apart and I didn't, I just, I didn't know what to do about that. And And so what were you between, you were between um, normalcy? Right, yeah. I mean, like we had kind of recovered from, you know, have, you know, having this child pass away and then we had Elizabeth and, Jack and everything was great with them and we were rocking and rolling and just, you know, we had two healthy kids. We were pretty much done and, um, or we were done. We had already (laughs) said we were like, two is good. We're good. Um, but, um, but God had other plans and I felt like it kind of stuck me in this place to, from, you know, being, overcoming the grief from our first child and then, happiness from having two um, typical children and then Brooks. And then, of course, now we're in a great place now. So it's just, I guess that was my in-between there. And I'm sure I will encounter another in-between. I feel like we're kind of in and out of in-betweens. But that was a big one for me. Yeah, one of the other people we had on another um, episode said, you know, you're always in between something. Mm-hmm. And it, and she, I think she said something like, um, something is always pivoting, um, which is so true. Because yeah. I know with Lisa and I, you know, we, I think I sort of romanticized this idea of once the kids are in college, <laughs> I'm kind of done. Like, we're still paying for them, but, but I'm kind of done. And this whole parenting adult children is a whole different level we won't get into that today but but you do you're all, you you get out of one phase and then you're transitioning into something else and it does apply that we're always we're always in between something sure so so what um so Jesus met this woman at the well she didn't expect to meet him but he knew he was going to meet her so, I mean, what has happened in your in-between places that are that's unexpected to you or was at the time? Um, I feel like my most recent 
in between, and I'm sure I've actually had some since then, but the one that is the most sort of impressionable for me, um, in 2020, COVID was an in-between for everyone. We had no idea what, you know, what things right. what was going to happen. We were all in that. But mine, mine was different in that, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are not just juggling COVID. We all had all these other things. But um, I was in between a, a very serious illness that my mom was diagnosed and then a child of mine right at the same time. And so I felt in between the two of them needing to be all these things to both of them at the same time and just literally not having enough right. to give to both of them. Um, and um, I, I just think of I just think of that living water and even though I've been following the Lord many, 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 many years, I still, if I'm honest, did not expect him to meet my needs as he did during that period. It was the absolute hardest time of my life I've never been through. I had three um, healthy children, you know, and and, and so I, I, I have a hard time um, knowing what you walked, Kristen, um, because I, I can go there in my mind, but I don't know because I have not walked those steps. Ours was... Um, and when I say ours, I mean my husband and me, and I'm just so thankful he was walking it with me. And um, and God, God also did something unexpected there, which was just growing and strengthening our marriage when it was tempting to turn on each other. Right. Because the illness of um, illnesses that we were dealing with, the one with my mom was cancer-related and, and, and very serious and very hard because it was COVID. And obviously, there was there was no there were no fingers to point there. And, and with our child, you know, even when it's their physical health and then their mental health on top of that, it's sadly very easy to start turning on, on that one person that you trust and love the most right. because you're just fully transparent with them. And... God just really amazed me in how He strengthened our marriage and how we clung together to Him. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> and 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 I and again, I, I confess because I feel like as a strong believer, I should confess that He just blew me away in how He met our daily needs. I literally look back on that time. I'm I'm a little dramatic, but I look back <laughs> on that time and I think, how did I? How did I do what I did? And the only answer is the living water. I mean, that's the only answer. Yeah. I could not give you another. It, it it defies logic how we walked through that in the midst of COVID, in the midst of world chaos. Right. You know. Right. So anyway, that was a long answer, but. So, um, Allison, you have anything to add to any of that? Um. Just that, yes, parenting and um, helping with parents and all of that really does um, throw you into that um, kind of desperate and vulnerable space. Um, and there are a multitude of options that can be happening. It can be all the way from pregnancy all the way to, you know, a parent's cancer. And you just feel so torn and desperate and um, and thankfully 
example after example in the Bible, this one for the woman at the well, but Jesus does show up and he is that living water. And it can be a plethora of, um, of those in between places. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking of all of the options that could be. It could be big in between places and it can be small ones too. I mean, it can be the struggle of, you know, having a high school kid and a kindergartner. I mean, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that is in between. Who should, who should I be parenting right now, right? Right. right. Um, I have the same. So I understand that. Um, and that's not as big or dramatic and it's not the noon situation for the woman at the well, but it is in between. And it's like, God, help me have the right words and the right tone even to switch back and forth for my children appropriately. Um, and so I, I just appreciate y'all's um, sort of authentic, real conversation about that because they they can be anything that, that mm-hmm. sort of gets us in between and desperate for Jesus. Well, and kind of what you're talking about, but, um, you know, listen to Lisa talk, that, just the idea of the different roles that we're in <laughs> and the different roles that we're in, even in a, in a single day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and how you how you interact with a with a parent that's sick as a daughter mm-hmm. and then how you interact with a child that's sick as a mother i mean yeah. that's a whole <laughs> that that's like a whole series of podcasts right yes, <laughs> yes um, it is but and, and but like you're saying parenting a high schooler and a and a kindergartner i mean you're your mom but you're you're a different mom to one than you are to the other And then you're a wife in the middle of all that, or you're a friend in the middle of all of that. And so it just, I think it's interesting that, that, um, when Kristen kind of came to me and said, Hey, I want to, I want to do this in between thing. And, um, I thought, well, okay, that, you know, that sounds cool. But like, I don't think I realized how often, I mean, I think we're, we're just never not Sure. In the middle of something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as it all as it all plays out, um, I and I've thought more about this woman in the last two months since Kristen and I started talking about it than I think I ever have in my whole life. But like, <laughs> I wonder if she knew what her like how desperate she was. I I don't get the feeling that she did because um, she's like me, like. You know, she's real practical. When he asks her for the drink, she's like, you don't even have anything to put it in. Like, what? <laughs> How am I supposed to give you water? Um, so it's curious to me that she that she really, she was totally who she was the, during the entire time until that moment when it, when it hit her. Mm-hmm. Um, so what lessons do you think you learn, you have learned, or you can learn um, when you're in in between? I think one thing that I've learned is that I've always been big on, you know, prayer and, and teaching my children to pray, and let's pray about it, and we pray before we eat, and we pray before we have a test, and we pray before, we just pray, you know, that's what we do. But Prayer became this um, really sacred thing to me in during that time in 2020, and my prayers. I'm I'm a little talkative. I usually have a lot of words. I'm not short on words, um, 
and you know, and I explain something to my my children, and they just need a short little answer. <laughs> right. You know, it's a dissertation. <laughs> but and so my prayer, my prayers are that way too. You know, if mom mom gets called on to to ask the blessing at the meal, they're like, no way. It's not just about the food. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Always a long prayer. But in 2020, um, I, I guess a lesson I learned is, and again, just thinking of, um, you know, the Holy Spirit um, interceding for us in that passage about um, grunts and groans, and, and when we have no words, the Holy Spirit has the words. And I had experienced that before, but it was this continual thing that went on for months and months and months. And so where... For me, prayer had been this flowery, you know, expressive thing. It became help. Help. Or or just crying out, you know, God. Yeah. (laughs) God, I I, help. And 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 that prayer is no less um, heard by God. Or right. understood by God than what I, you know, put all these words into right. sometimes. Like, I feel like I need to tell God what's in my heart. Of course, I know <laughs> yes. that God knows what's in my heart, but there was that assurance that just saying help, God knew all of what my need was. Yeah. And and it's kind of like the woman at the well. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of words exchanged there either. Well, she never but Jesus asked for already anything. knew. No. I mean, her answers to him, you know, right. it's just very very short and to the point. And then, of course, the dodging, and she didn't really want to be seen, right. um, so to speak. But, but Jesus already knew all of her need. Mm-hmm. And so I think for for maybe at least reflecting on it, um, you know, that was a time when when it really hit me. And it didn't hit me in the moment. You know, you have to have that whole recovery thing, right. <laughs> reflection yeah. time. Right. but. Wow, that's all I could muster. Yeah, was help, and, and God knew. Yeah, he knew all of the that. need, and that's just that's just true. <laughs> that's just how, how it did, went down. How has know? that changed your praying since then? Oh, or has it? Um, well, well, it has. It has, and I guess for me, um, <laughs> as we all do, a lot of people that I pray for. Just, I just believe in prayer, you know, and I and I can't I can't function without it. And the more people I know, and the more needs I know about, and where I used to think I had to take um, those specific needs to God, I feel very comfortable in speaking the person's name and yeah. knowing that God knows all mm-hmm. that's in there. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, and absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I can get a lot more praying done that way. Yeah, yeah. that's very free. I just don't yeah. need all the all the words. Yeah, that's very every freeing. time I pray. Mm-hmm. You know, now when it's me and my heart and my personal situation, there can be a lot of words. <laughs> you know about confession and those sure. kinds of things. Sure. But anyway, it it ha- it has yes changed. I like that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny that that's what you came to the realization of through that because that's kind of where I was. It's like I. I felt ashamed to try to pray because I was so angry. And I actually had a friend come to me during that time and was like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to have the words. He knows. And he was like, and she's like, and he places people in your life 
to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she did that for me. And um, I felt like that was the same realization I came to during my in-between was that it doesn't, um, we don't always have to have the words to pray. Um, And he knows and, or, you know, gives us these, this community and of people to come around us and pray Mm -hmm. for us during these times. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage somebody that's in the middle of whatever they're in the middle of? Don't shrink back. Um, I've, I've thought about this a lot. Um, and going back to, again, 2020, church had just opened back up. And um, what was that, June or July? Mm-hmm. I know that you. Summer, I yeah. know you I know Rachel was, because I you think were. It was June. <laughs> it's because you got us back online, and oh, well, yeah. you had us online the I, whole time, yeah. but you were tra- you were doing both of the things and put your questions in and all that stuff, uh, or your comments, your comments, right. questions. Anyway, um, it would have been very tempting for me because of the heaviness of the load I was carrying at that time to just keep watching online. Right. And, and you know, that's not throwing shade at anybody that, that stayed home for other reasons. Exactly. But for me, um, it, it was very tempting because I knew the minute I walked in Dawson, where I've been for, you know, 1993, that uh, I knew the tears would just start flowing because I'd be with my people, mm-hmm. with my community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it happened every time I walked in the doors. I could not sit through and, and, you know, just seemed like every week Pastor Pastor David's <laughs> message, you know, it was straight to me. Um, and the emotional, oh, my goodness, it was so, so, so emotional. And I'm not a big crier, but, I, I mean, it, I could not sit through the service and not just bawl. Yeah. Um, I was... You know, there was a really physical manifestation of of all the feelings and all the it was all coming out, and I was really embarrassed by that. You know, mascara is what I mean no. down the face and trying to have enough tissues and then trying not to lock eyes with people because I knew it would be worse. Right, yeah. people who had no idea because of COVID, even what I was really carrying around, mm-hmm. that was the thing, mm-hmm. and trying to hide it. You know, so don't shrink back. I'm so glad that my husband and I made the decision to go, you know, and and so we're past COVID. Thank you, Lord. But even now, I know that it's so tempting for people who are going through incredibly difficult struggles, and maybe they're in between with, you know, a marriage that's crumbling or something with their children or maybe something that, you know, I think about people who— um, Maybe their kids are not making good choices, and I've been in this boat, too. I don't want to face people at church when I know my kids are not making good choices, and the whole world knows about it, or I assume they do. Right. I mean, that's just a real thing. Sure. And, um, but don't don't shrink back. Keep, you know, keep being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep showing up. And because we're all walking through, we're sure. all in between yeah. something, and right. and I think that was a good lesson for me because I I really, really could have just continued to to sit at home and watch online until I had cried all the tears nobody, that I thought I could cry. Nobody would have been the wiser because 
because of COVID. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It was, it was an easy, easy way to cover up anything else that was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So what... Um, I mean, obviously, we all lean on Scripture. Are there specific Scriptures that have helped you during these times or um, that you would kind of share with others? I feel like Ephesians 3.20 has always stuck (laughs) out to me, uh, that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than what we ask or can imagine. And it's resounded in my life. Like, I just—he's done so much for us, and— yeah, and Brooks is good. Yeah, Brooks is great. <laughs> so, and who would have? I mean, out of, I mean, this is this goes back to my great grandparents as far as they can go back. And I mean, all these babies that just didn't make it past birth, and here Brooks is seven years old, mm-hmm. and you know the doctors were like, we've been very blessed. Doctors, nobody has ever said Brooks will never do this. Like they always say, Brooks is writing his own little story because <laughs> we have no idea. This is just so. Yeah. Is it so specific to our family? There's nothing to look look at to see, you know what what's to come. But um, which turns into the only testimony being that it's the Lord. It yeah, did. That's it fantastic. Is. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? Any scriptures to? There. Were- uh, there are a couple. Um, there's one that I just continue to cling to that I've, I've um, prayed and prayed and prayed, which is John 10, 10. Um, the thief comes to kill, kill and steal and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come um, that you would have life to the fullest or the abundant life. And um, goodness, I mean, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so um, praying that over my family and my friends and people who are going through those really, really hard times. I mean, that that's what Jesus wanted for the woman at the well, the sure. abundant sure. life with the living water. And so, um, yeah, that's that's one that I cling to. I've, in the last few months, weeks, as I've looked at this, um, I've, I've been real interested in, because we, you know, we normally stop at the point where she goes and tells everybody. But if you go to verse 39, um, which is, you know, there's an, there's another little aside, you know, that has nothing to do with her. But then it skips several verses. And you get to verse 39, it says, Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of her testimony, that he told me all I ever did. And I just love that, you know, we never know her name. We, you know, this is the one little scene that we get, but that, um, you know, God used it in such a powerful way, again, with other people in that town that we'll never know, but he does. And that only because of his encounter with her and her willingness then to tell everybody what she had experienced, um, that others came to know him. So I love that. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Everywhere you are today, remember that Jesus came for you. He is the living water. And once you drink from him, you'll never be thirsty again. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everywhere You Are. 
please rate and review us on your podcast platform and share us with other women that you think could benefit from hearing about God working in the lives of ordinary women. To learn more about the Dawson family of faith, please visit DawsonChurch.org and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We look forward to meeting you.